You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. I am a pie in the guy kind of kind of guy. <laughs> you need to I'm a pie in the eye. What? <laughs> I'm a pie in the sky. I'm a pie in the sky kind of guy. There you go. You're listening to the Laughing Couple podcast with your hosts Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered, and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Let's give them something to talk about. Talk about Hello, everyone. I would like to start this podcast off with a the experience that Ryan and I had yesterday when we tried to do like an, a little impromptu shower sexy time in the morning because we are psychotic. So I had to have a shower like yesterday morning. I'm a shower at nighter, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have a shower this morning. And Ryan had come upstairs and he also needed a shower. And he's like, well, he's like, uh, the kids are eating breakfast are you almost done? And I was like, and he's like, well, like I can join you. And I was like, sure. Are the kids busy? And I literally, (laughs) before I finished speaking, you were fucking running out the door. (laughs) Just to confirm that they were busy. I like looked up and you were gone. I was like, okay. And then you came back and you're like, they're eating. It's fine. So close the door. The lights are off. It's the morning. The lights are off in the bathroom, but I have my like my cell phone um music playing and like because i was i had literally just finished yoga so it was like a whole vibe and so it was like a little impromptu like let's try to figure this out type thing and so everything's going great and uh all of a sudden we hear like running up the stairs and so we both like freeze and then we're like okay it's fine continue all of a sudden cooper like fucking slams in what do you guys drink can i come in like literally like opened the shower door i'm on my knees okay just <laughs> i'm just throwing it out there i'm on my knees ryan's standing now he's like pressed his dick up against the wall <laughs> cooper's like i'm gonna come in with you guys so i'm like, gonna come in and i was like no coop like mommy's getting out well let me come in i just want to be with you guys and then riley comes in and she is like i think she knew something was up because she was like you guys are having a shower together why are you guys having a shower together why is it dark in here or like because it's efficient yeah we're like oh, oh, yeah we're trying to save water 
I'm like, like you, you and so Cooper, offended. you and Cooper have showers together. We were just trying to. Yeah. She's like, you guys are adults. Mom, mom was getting out and I was getting in. We just wanted to keep the war- the water warm. Yeah, it was uh, it was so uncomfortable. And so then they leave, and I literally looked at you and you were like, I was like, no, we're not. Like, we don't have time to do this anymore. Cooper is still literally standing right outside the bathroom door. No, in my defense. So we didn't we didn't finish anything, but it was just such a funny like moment of fuck, like parenting to a tea like your sex life changes so much because there's physical small people in your house coming and to they, don't, they just don't get it they don't like it's so rude like i just wish that they understood but the doors closed god damn it but you know what's funny and super annoying is i swear to god every other morning they are downstairs and they do not come upstairs for like a good 30 minutes minimum I'm like, why is it today? They're just like, oh, you, oh, I don't know why that was actually so weird <laughs> to be like, <laughs> parents are doing pheromones. Something I smell mom's pheromones. That doesn't happen. Anyways, it was just like a moment of, are you serious right now? And and I, if I'm God being honest, like, blocks. yeah, it's my cock that they're blocking. So I get you. That's the idea of a cock block. Yeah, I I know, but you felt you're you felt cock blocked. Well, you were technically what was that called? Clip clip blocked. Is it, is it a clip block? I don't think that's it. A vol- there's probably, block? There's probably a better. An O block. Yeah, yeah. What is a girl block? I don't know. Uh. Everyone's just- a kitty. A kitty block. <laughs> what, what, would, what would we call it? I was gonna say something so inappropriate. Oh, I'd definitely say it now. No. Yeah, please. No. I want maybe because maybe maybe this is a new term. Maybe we can make a shirt out of it. <sighs> I don't even know if it actually fits. Yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. Um, get it? No, mm-hmm. <laughs> nothing. No, no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is I'll, it? I'll, Just figure, say I'll it. figure it out. It'll it'll come to me later. It's got to be a clip block or something it's like not. that. I feel like my audio is in and out. I, can no, you can you everyone hear me? Yeah, we, check check all... check one sibilance sibilance. We're um, good. Anyways, that was our day yesterday. Uh, it was really uncomfortable. Happy. Well, today is Valentine's Day. We're actually recording on Valentine's Day. It is. Happy Valentine's Day. I love you. I love you too. And you know what? You got me flowers yesterday. That was so nice. I did get you. You know what? It's really hard to get Valentine's Day flowers because. Because he got them on February 13th. Like, <laughs> they're all the ones that are left are like wilted. I love them so much. Those flowers weren't wilted. They were hand-picked. I, Ryan, I literally put the roses in the face. Riley was right beside Maybe me. Maybe you fucked up. No, I didn't. They all felt like half of the roses just crumbled when I put them in the face. Well, let me, ask you the, let me ask you this the question. Ones that are there when, was, so when, when was When was I supposed to get you flowers? You weren't. I don't, I never, I never say like, get me flowers. I'm not a flower person. I should have bought you flowers. I'm not a flower person. But I love, like, I honestly love them. Thank you so much. Hey, do you? Do you think that the Miley Cyrus song is a uh, is a sequel to the Bruno Mars song? Um, yeah, it is. Like it, she she said that it is like a uh, a response. An homage. Yeah. What does that mean, anyways? I don't know. An homage. I don't. I, don't, I just. I know I didn't make it it's up. Like, it's like when but we I just like, used it. It's like, like when I'm, we go all sometimes, yeah, and like we actually wrong. don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, I always you know, think it's like, oh, this is an homage to Bruno Mars. <laughs> Do you know what homage means? Not a fucking clue. Not it's one clue. Um, I have just, uh, I heard, um, you know, <laughs> 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 I don't know what just happened with my voice there. Yeah. <laughs> I had a, I had a thought and then I was like maybe I won't say it but, oh my but God. words were coming out of my mouth Dying. at the same time. So oh. 
Uh, not a lot of people know this, but we actually are on YouTube. Our, our videos, our podcasts are recorded. The Jake's, Jake's here. He does a phenomenal job of editing it. So much work goes into the videos that we put on YouTube and we don't ever tell people that we're mm-hmm. on YouTube, but we mm-hmm. are on YouTube. And if you ever want to watch this debacle happen live, mm-hmm. well, not live, but like pre-recorded and edited out where we take out the stuff that I was said that was rude. If you want to listen to the podcast while watching. Yeah. That's a good way of YouTube. describing it. It's on YouTube, but, um, because not a lot of people know this, there's not a lot of comments on our YouTube versus like our social media. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I guess YouTube is social media, but anyways, Instagram, TikTok, all that fun stuff. Someone wrote the other day and I had to laugh. They said, uh, man, that guy looks miserable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then I thought, well, I had just had Botox the day before my head wasn't moving. So I did look a little bit like Henri. Like angry, but mm-hmm. like angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then today I thought to myself, you know, I don't really watch my face when, well, it's hard to do that. I don't really watch myself and I've, and I've never really watched our podcast really. Mm-hmm. And so I did today, this morning, uh, before my workout and I have a resting dick face. I don't think so. I do. Every time you're talking, um, I'm like, I'm looking at you so intensely. And yeah. now that my forehead doesn't move. But I don't think it's necessarily I, a dick phase. I think you just have like a resting serious, like you're really contemplating what's happening. And because you are, you are a very good listener in a conversation, usually on the podcast, not sometimes not in real life when you and I are talking because we forget things. Fair, yeah, um, fair. But fair. like here, because, and, or when we're interviewing somebody, you you do not listen to respond. You listen to listen. listen. Yeah. And so you are very focused on what the person's saying. And so like, I think that just comes across in your face, but it also, it could be like, I'm really fucking miserable. Yeah. I look like, I look so mad. Yeah. I look so like but people unimpressed. Are so funny. Like that was a comment on one of our, um, youtube shorts so it was 30 seconds and it was taken out of context and he was just like yeah this guy fucking hates his life bro. yeah but i i thought so too but then but then when i watched the whole thing that's my face mm. and i remember one time uh pre-botox i was at a conference and i walked in and i was looking for somebody mm-hmm. and then someone saw me and said is everything okay and i'm like yeah everything's great they're like oh you just look really angry i'm like I'm just looking for somebody. I should have taken it then. I should have noticed then that I have that face. But mm. when I like reverse engineer my life, I've had this face for a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, actually I've had this face my whole life, but this actual particular looking for focused on. And when we do, when we do all of our meetings uh, on zoom, mm-hmm. when the meeting's over, but the zoom's still open, like our team meetings still open, everyone's on like mute and I'm reading a contract. Everybody knows Ryan's reading a contract right mm. now. Ryan's reading something that's important right now. I have an intentional face that looks like an asshole when I'm intentional. Jake's like, yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't like that. How do I change that? Let's just I want to I want to do you remember that episode of the Simpsons where um uh, where uh, Lenny gets like his face is the gut gets like this no. done and they all get fired and they look over they pan over to him oh, and, and he's Lenny's smiling so and happy. he's like this he's is the worst day, day of my, my life. life I forgot about that episode. I want to be that guy okay, I want to so be the guy that people walk in and be like that's the kind of energy I want you need to be more intentional about your like your face yeah like, like I don't like know how insane. to. I yeah, look, I go from asshole to insane. I have no in between. You just have like a like a, a small little smile. Like when you're talking, like I just have like a 
Uh huh. Like it's just like. Yeah, pick them up. Oh, I don't think that's gonna work. I think, uh, like when I watch when I watch like live with you Regis look like and Jennifer Kelly. Coolidge. The dumbass. It's like the doghouse, dumbass. Don't I? It's the fourth of it's the fourth of July, dumbass. You sound like what? What's his name again? Where our uh, oh god, you didn't even mean to do this in Christopher Walken. Why do you always go into Christopher Walken? I never do. By the way, that was one of the funniest commercials on the Super Bowl. And if you guys are San Francisco 49ers fans, uh, which I am, I'm devastated. I actually feel like I lost a distant cousin. I feel like I lost a distant cousin on uh, on the weekend. Ooh, I won't talk about football. Taylor Swift. Let's talk about Taylor Swift. No, I don't need to talk about Taylor Swift either. Good. I don't care. I don't know. Anyways, it's I gotta just, I gotta figure out a happy medium on my face though. I like think, I, I, agree. I when I watch like live with Regis and Kelly or live with Re, uh, Kelly and Ryan or whoever she's with now, every time the guests are speaking, I look at the at the uh, host and they're so lovely and bubbly, and mm. I'm thinking to myself that can't be a real face. Like they're fake smiling. Mm. Because if you're really listening to someone, you're listening to someone. I'm not like. <sighs> yeah, but but I'm really listening to somebody, but I'm also like aware of my face. Are you? I'm yes. not. But I'm it, not aware of my face. It's a practiced thing. You'll have to just practice it. But if you're aware of your face, are I'm you gonna, actually listening? Like, yes, because you're doing it innately. Like you're not even realizing you're doing it. It's becoming like breathing. I've got to do some I'm like PR over, training. I'm, I'm telling you. I'm going to look over like, the next episode and you're just going to be like this. Honestly, I feel like Chandler Bing. I feel like Chandler Bing. I, 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 I know how to smile in a photo. I don't know how to smile while listening to someone. Okay, I feel like it's inauthentic. What were you talking about here? Let's move on. Hmm? Let's move on. I hey, Ryan. Yes. You stink. Um, okay. I stink too. Don't worry. Everyone actually stinks and it's normal to have body odor just in case you needed a reminder. Okay. Thank you for that. But the best part is you don't have to stink. <laughs> Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. I'm talking about pie in the sky. Oh, shut your <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Brittany. I just want to know how it relates to anything because I've never seen you write that. I want to be in the pie in the sky kind of guy. <laughs> Fuck. This is why you don't read my notes. I don't want you to read my oh notes. Oh my God, I don't want you to read my diary. Because listen, Brittany, I write these notes. That was in your notes. It says Jake, and I. And there's an exclamation mark. And I quote. There's, I, an there's an exclamation mark. No, no, no. The, oh, my, the exclamation mark is resting dick face. Okay, so can you tell me about what pie in the sky kind of guy? And then, and then it says, and then it says, Brit changed me. Brittany, they're notes. They're like I don't write. I don't write a whole synopsis. I write bullet points of things that I, know, I want to but talk that about. One rhymed. I know because I thought about it and I thought it rhymed, but then I was going to use it and then I was going to pretend like I just came up with it in mm. the moment. And then I'd be like, oh, that rhymed. Mm. But now you ruined it. I mm. am a pie in the mm. guy kind of kind of guy. <laughs> you need to what? Wrong, I'm a pie in the eye. What? <laughs> I'm a pie in the sky. I'm a pie in the sky kind of guy. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Um, anyways. I am a pie in the sky kind of guy. Okay, explain it. Like, please elaborate. Well, this is why it says Brittany changed me. So uh, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were not dating, but we were fornicating. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. <laughs> Real well, quick, well, I know what are you, you were, talking about? No, there was a period of time Jake. for like a three year. <laughs> Jake, do you remember that? <laughs> there was a time before we actually became official yes. in 2011. We weren't going steady yet. We were not going steady. We were... We were actively participating in fornication mm. with each other. Got it. In between your boyfriends, your various boyfriends. That's true. Because I wasn't with anyone else. Well, that's not true either. That's not but true. I wasn't dating. Oh, that wasn't true either. Anyways, you, you had yeah, a bunch just of like boyfriends. like you've never had two coffees a day. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stand you. Um, this is the best day of my life. Um, you said something about one of your uh, ex-boyfriends and it triggered something in my brain <clears throat> what did and, i say um you had talked about because i was I, you and i were having a conversation and i was saying how i i really wanted to get uh, a car a nice car and uh it was a particular kind of car and it was a little bit out of my my range mm -hmm. um but i remember saying it and you said something like a week later which I actually thought maybe you're planting a seed here for me. And even if you weren't, I took it as one. I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm you so said intrigued. you had a, you had a, an ex-boyfriend who used to always say like, Oh, I'm going to buy a BMW or I'm going to buy a Mercedes or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to start that business. And you made some comment about the fact that you hated, you got to a point where Everything he said that was pie in the sky was like, whatever. Mm. And I thought to myself, huh, am I that guy? Because I am a pie in the sky kind of guy. I'm a blue sky thinker. I like to think big. I like to think audacious. I like to think like scale. And how do we take this to there? And in in the past, and I, I sometimes get 
I sometimes still fall my fall into this, but I've tried much better since this conversation. I used to tell people these things all the time. We're going to do this. 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 But didn't actually work out how we were going to do those things. Oh, and yeah. Because you still like that for sure. That's not altogether true. <laughs> There's it's not a bad thing. But no. you, you, you are, these are the plans. We're going to do it. We'll figure out how later. Where I'm a figure out how first and then commit. Yes. But what I'm getting at is when I say it out loud, it actually is going to happen. It just, how does it happen? I don't know. I put a team around it, support it, and we grow it and, and we do it. I think, I, I think in the last five years, we've been pretty good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, you had said that to me and it hit me and it struck me things like, oh, I'm going to buy that car one day and this and that. I'd stop doing that around you. You're not. And we talked about this on a podcast about a year Sorry. ago. You're not the, you're not the person that I come to with the original idea I have to work out some strategy around it before coming to you. And this is a good thing because you, you've actually grounded me in the reality of the what so and then the strategy around it. But uh, pie in the sky kind of guy is who I am intentionally. But I will say that you did change this for me when you talked about your ex-boyfriend <clears throat> being like, oh, I'm going to have this, going to have that. Well, are you? Are you actually going to? I think here's the thing. Like I... I, yes, I did date somebody like that. And at first I was all for like supporting. I love that. It was the ambition. Like, I think that's fabulous. I just think you have to put actionable things around those to be able to com- continue to say that. And he never did. So it, it just got to a point where I was like, okay, like, and I wasn't rude. I just didn't say anything. I was, I was no longer encouraging because I'm like, you can't make all of these false promises, not even, they're not even to me, just to the world, to the universe and not, not put any actions behind them. Like they were just like, it was, it got to the point where I was like, I like, I'm so annoyed with you. I'm not like, it's I'm done. Um, and it became very unattractive because it was all talk. And at first when you're dating somebody, you want that ambitious person and you want to see the best in them. And then it just gets like, okay, this is what you do. And it was shitty. And I, you don't do that. Like in business, that is not what you do. You are very intentional in your business. I will say though, you are the type of person who sees opportunities everywhere in businesses and you, <laughs> are you working on your face? I just realized I was staring I just, at you. I just, I just realized I, I'm staring at you and I'm like, wait a sec, my face is doing I, it again. I looked out of my peripherals i was like he looks like a little golden retriever um but you do you are very much like hey uh this new opportunity here we're gonna do this like you do that a lot oh yeah for sure and they don't always pan out i would say they're probably like at at least at this point in our life because we are so busy they're probably 70 percent don't happen well let's be honest but but they they do move forward no they don't i can i can literally tell you at least one that you're like no i'm not gonna do this or no i'm not gonna do this Name oh, no, I don't want to. We don't have to do this on okay. here. I'll tell you later. Either way, I think that because you are a yes man, like that is you, you are a yes man. You say yes to everything. And I think that's such a good quality, but it also can get you really scattered because you're putting your, you're dividing your energy through so many spaces that none of them could actually be the potential that they're going to be because you don't give all of your energy there. You said this to me when I didn't know what the hell I wanted to do with my life before yeah. I was a teacher. I was... I was an art consultant. I was doing Instagram. I was over here. Like I had my eggs in too many baskets, which did not allow me to fine tune what I really wanted to do. And until I made that decision, I was all over the place. I wasn't successful. Right. And I think that you have a tendency to say yes to everything. 
And then sometimes that doesn't always pan out to be the most positive because it pulls you away from things that are working so well because you live over here. Mm. You live in the future all the time. And and you've talked about this. It's something that you need to reel back sometimes and just be like, holy shit, where I am right now, I'm like, good for me. Like I've done really, really well. I'm super happy. Look at my family. Look at my kids. I feel so um, grateful for all of this. But you're like, but then you go, but like we should be here. No, hundred percent. I do. And I, I, and I will say that a lot of the things that we have in our lives is a result of the fact that I was a forward thinker, mm-hmm. you know, cause it's really easy to live only in the moment. I'm not saying that you I have to live only in the moment. I'm saying sometimes you just need to say no to something. I did a fascinating, this is, I was going to, this was going to be a nice segue, an, a nice enchanté. You have into, to admit to this too, because you do it with people too. You are like, yes, this person's going to be this person for me. And I can count on one hand, how many people have let you down like very in like very serious ways. Yeah. A hundred percent. Very costly ways. Yeah, It's okay to be like, no, (laughs) like this is a no for, I have, I I do think the, the most of everybody Mm -hmm. when I meet them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see their potential for sure. sure. Which is not always (laughs) a bad thing. It's just, it's, I gotta, I gotta filter it a little bit better to make them successful. You can give them the tools but it is not your job to hold their hand throughout the entire race. Give them the baton if they don't take it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I understand. I, and we talked about this at the beginning of the Ooh. year. I'm working on it in 2024. Mm-hmm. This is something I'm actively working so on. I'm getting die. way better. The pie must die. No, the pie in the sky guy and a guy is still me. And my voice cracked at the wrong time. But anyways. Okay. So this was going to be a segue into this conversation. But I wanted to go back to what you were just saying. But And, I, and then I forgot what you were saying. So I'm going <laughs> to segue back to where I was going to segue. So I heard something. Uh, that I thought was really, really powerful. Um, and I have a feeling that we may think differently mm. about this. Okay. I'm so intrigued. Because <laughs> I am a forward thinking future. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Uh, uh, let me get back to it. Cause I do think this is really cool and really important because it proves that this is who I am. So I was in LA, uh, on Friday, Friday and Saturday, I went to a conference. It was a live podcast with four sex therapists that Tem actually sponsored. Very mm-hmm. proud. We launched and then boom, there there it is. We're in LA. 70 people, tote bags. It was amazing. It's actually, it was one of those moments where you sit back and you think, holy Jesus, everyone's walking out with a tote bag that says Tem mm-hmm. on it. And it's like, we're in LA, mm-hmm. Los Angeles. Literally Paramount Pictures is right behind us. We're in like a pre-screening for movies. That's so cool. It was so cool. I, and then everyone's walking out and all I see is Tem, Tem, Tem. It was like one of those moments where you're like, that was once a pie in the sky kind yeah. of idea. Mm-hmm. And now here it is in, in real life. It was really cool. But there was one part, there was a, a Dr. Tara. She was going through this. Uh, no, it wasn't. It was not. It was. Um, um, who was it? it doesn't really matter one of the one of the doctors was talking one of the therapists was talking and we had to close our eyes and we had to think of a moment where we experienced pleasure and i don't mean sexual pleasure just pleasure when when was there a moment where like everything around you just felt perfect and so we start going through this i'm not going to share what my moment was but i'm in the moment and i'm thinking about it i was not I promise you, I was not thinking about masturbating. That's like the loneliest moment of my life. And it happens every <laughs> single night. Um, but anyways, Jesus. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, 27 days of the week, uh, the month. Um, anyways. It's going to happen tonight with that attitude. 
Uh, anyways, I'm thinking about this pleasurable moment in my life. And then she goes into, uh, actually it was Nicoletta. It was Nicoletta, Dr. Nicoletta that we were talking to on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And so you had to sit there and she's like, okay, now think about your surroundings and think about the smell. And so she's going through all of these things and it's what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to get you to realize that in a millisecond, you can actually put yourself in pleasure. Mm. Like you can choose pleasure. Uh, over anything else right and it was a really fascinating like your mindset you mean yeah it was okay. a fascinating thing because as i'm in the middle of thinking about this moment in my life that was just so blissful i all of a sudden went over to work right all of a sudden i went over to i wonder how riley's cheer competition's doing mm-hmm. then i went over to like i wonder if the kids are upset that i'm not home and then i was like i wonder how britney's managing this and like like i just started going into anything but the pleasure. Right. And so guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from good vibes juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all-natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit good vibes with an S juice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with good vibes juice. At the end of the conference, I had a chance to sit down with them for dinner and, and drinks and what have you. And I was saying to Nicoletta, this is one of the most powerful things for me. And we talked about this when I'm walking, like I don't trust my thoughts uh, when I'm alone because they just go off. Right. I trust my thoughts. Like I'm not like a psychopath, but like I just can't. And so she said to me, she said, that's fascinating. She said, let me ask you a, cl- a question, Ryan. She said, uh, when you are receiving pleasure from your wife, let's just call it a blowjob where, what happens? And I said, and it happened last night with us. Right. And I said, as soon as I start receiving pleasure and it gets like super pleasurable, I'm like, all right, flip. It's my turn. Yeah. But that's partly because you're like, I don't want to finish. Yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. 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 It doesn't happen very often. So I'm very sensitive. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Holy Jesus guys. Fuck. Jesus stick with me. I, I'd like to t- take a joke all the way through the whole podcast. Anyways. Um, but she said, that's fascinating. I'm like, I immediately go away from my own pleasure and then start projecting that onto other people. Um, so she was just saying, it's a muscle. Pleasure is a muscle that you actually have to train, that you have to be comfortable with being in and recognizing that you are worthy of receiving that joy, that pleasure, that experience. Where are you saying that we might differ on this? I don't understand no, no, what the no, question no. is. No, I just... We were talking about the pie in the sky and this is how it transitioned. I didn't want to forget about that. Here's where, here's where we're going to differ. Okay. Okay. So here was the sentence. I'm going to word it in my own way. Don't even look at my notes. I'm going to, I worded it in my own way because I didn't like how it was structured. Okay. So here's the sentence. I love you for who you are right now. Whole, perfect, and complete. And 
I'm a demand for who you're capable of being. Okay. So what the sentence was and what they were actually talking about was if you truly love somebody and you're their partner, you're their soulmate, right? Yeah. Soulmate. If you believe in that, not me, (laughs) if you believe in that, if you're their soulmate, you cannot possibly love them for who they are. What? What do you mean? If you love somebody, you have to be a demand for who they're capable of being. And if you're not a demand for who they're capable of being, you are not fulfilling your role as a partner. Continuously? You can never constantly be happy with who they are. I wholeheartedly disagree. I knew you would. I knew you would. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, here's it. Here's a flip. You think it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard? I think it's brilliant. I don't. I think it's brilliant. I love you right now for who you are. Whole, perfect and complete. What what was that? (laughs) My alien coming out. (laughs) No, that wasn't the dumbest thing I ever heard. I was just joking. Um, It's not that. I just, I think this again goes down to the fact that you have a really hard time staying present in the moment and really looking at what's around you and just being happy in that moment with everything. And you have said this so many times, like, you know, Look, I've had a moment today where I was like, wow. And then you say whatever. And then you recognize it. You're like, I need to do better at this. And you say it all the time. And so for you to say it's a process that if you are somebody's soulmate, you can never be happy with the version of them currently just is super backwards to me, because I think if you are have a soulmate, you are you are with them all of the time in their best, their worst, their growth. Obviously, you believe that they are going to grow. It might not just be like the best version of themselves, but you're still going to love them in that moment. Like, I I think to want something more from somebody constantly is toxic. So I'm, I love that you I love that this is where you went, because this is where I first went with it. Right. When I first heard it, I thought mm, that goes against everything I've ever been taught. What I've been taught was, you know, the whole like relationships are 50 50 mm-hmm. no that's a hundred percent bullshit relationships are a hundred and a hundred period they're not a 50 50 they're a 100 and a 100 i am committed 100 percent fully <laughs> to you and to our relationship and you should be committed to me 100 percent fully to our relationship a 100 100 not a 50 50 it's taking out of context i think when somebody says that they mean that you need to like it's reciprocity meet your partner when they maybe aren't at 100 percent, then you meet them if there are 20 you give 80 i like, understand but what i'm what i'm getting at is i've always been i've always been taught that every single one of us is whole perfect and complete in this moment and we're capable of more. Mm-hmm. And so I'll, I'll give you an example, because this is this is really what, where my brain started going. And then I thought, you know what? There's something that to be said there. So Riley's team, Riley's cheer team, they have won every competition. I have never I've never seen a team in any sport play the way that these guys, are, these these young women are playing right now. They are they are just showing up in the moment the way they need to show up and they are dominated. Mm-hmm. It's like dominating which is amazing and it's rare and doesn't happen very frequently and her and her coach who is one of the best coaches in the country Mm -hmm. actually she is probably the best coach in the country she is not a sandwich kind of person she does not she does not give you nice hard nice she gives you heart Mm -hmm. 
And, no, she also is so super encouraging, but she's the best coach, coach for a reason. You're right. She does want the best from them and she doesn't want them to get complacent. Right. So her thing, her thing is, is like, guys, you dominated the competition and that was not your best performance. Mm -hmm. Like that was not your best performance. You guys are capable of more. And she pushes them and elevates them for more. And to your point, could it be toxic? Well, depending on who you're dealing with, the person might not receive that positively. And that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't lean into it so much that says you're always a demand for them to be a better version. It's not like a yeah, but, or whatever. It's more of an and. I love where we are in our lives. And I, and I recognize I'm 39, almost 40. And there's God willing so much life left to live. And so I am a demand that we're always leaning into what can we do to be more efficient? What can we do to be more effective, whether it be in our relationship, whether it be with our children, whether it be with our careers? I, I am not a demand for status quo. I'm a demand for what are we capable of? And so mm-hmm. I think whether it's a friendship or whether it's it's like, you know, how you go to the friend, you go to the one friend because you just need them to validate that you're angry and mm-hmm. they're going to give it to you no matter what mm-hmm. versus the friend that you're going to go to who you're going to actually get advice from. I think your partner needs to be that person, not the other person. See, I think I understand what you're saying and I think there needs to be a mix. I think that you should be able to come to your partner and have your partner say, like, I believe that you could be this in whatever aspect of your life that needs to be, because it could be career, it could be family, it could be friendship, it could be health, whatever it is. Your partner can push you to be the best version of yourself. But I also think that you need to have a safe space with your partner to just be like, you know what? Like, I'm so happy and whole right now. I don't need to be anything else. Like to, to constantly be on the search for more, I think, removes the current And that's just not always healthy. This is what I would say. This is why I say I don't think it's like if you were to say on a, on a 10 day period of time, right. Just as a, as a 10% or a hundred percent, call it out of 10. doesn't really matter. One out of 10. How many days out of 10 do you think you should be in bliss? Like everything's whole, whole, perfect and complete. And how many days do you think you should be moving the needle? I don't, I don't, I have no idea. I think I'm just looking at it. Like say, say I got my dream job. Or say like I, I got a partnership or whatever, and I'm so happy and I'm coming to you for that validation of like, wow, like I just got this to come to a partner who would be like, well, well, that's great, but not obviously not in this. You would never say this in these words, but it's basically being like, that's great. But what are you going to do now? Like, is this never good enough? Which is so funny because your unanswerable question or your question when you took landmark is what? Am I good enough? Yeah. Am I enough? Am I enough? And it's continued in your life. It's an unanswerable question because it's an unanswerable question. Right. Because sometimes you are enough just in that moment in every aspect of your life. And to have a partner who never fully thinks that you are enough because they think you could be over here, I personally think is toxic. I love the idea of always kind of like fueling your partner up to like get reach a goal or whatever to have that like non-complacency in themselves but i just feel like there needs to be a balance there or it can be super toxic yeah so um dr tara had talked about she is she is a demand for one percent better one percent better is not a hundred percent better one percent better is just moving the needle 
don't know. To, if you like, if you landed your dream job, it's not like, and, and again, you're taking it out of context. If you landed your dream job, that moved the needle, not 1%, that moved the needle 80%. That's yeah, a massive leap. but you're saying your leap. partner, it's constantly being like, uh, like I want, and I, and I believe in a better version of you consistently, which means in every aspect of your life, you're consistently saying, okay, like, what now? What are you doing now? Now you're going to get this. Now, like well, you're no. going to wake up in on your deathbed and you're going to be like, holy fuck, my whole life. I never actually got to enjoy these milestones, these moments, because I was constantly living in a future unfulfilled yet. Like, I don't know. I just think, uh, I think that, and the, the problem is, and I hear where you're coming from, but if it really feels like when you hear what I'm saying, you are from one extreme to the other. And what I'm saying is if you landed a new job for three months, six months, eight months, a year, two years, as you're growing into that role and you're developing it, you're constantly getting better. What I'm saying is when you get to a point where everything is status quo, nothing is moving forward, everything just is what it is, that's when you need to move the needle 1%. No, that's and a that's, relationship. And that's, and, and that's what I'm saying. We do the quarterly check-in. Why do we do the quarterly check-in? What's one of the things we do in our quarterly check-in? What are we creating this quarter? It doesn't to, to make our relationship better, to make our family better, to spend more time with our friends. Mm-hmm. Like think of all the categories we go into at the end of it. The goal is to create something new in each one of those verticals. Yeah. It's not that I'm a demand for 10% growth or hundred percent growth. It's what can we be and who can we be this quarter? That's going to move the needle just a bit. Mm. And I think if you don't have a partner who is, wanting to move the needle just a bit you're going to have another partner who wants to move the needle and guess what ends up happening the needles move in different directions we found this with our relationship you started scaling in one vertical i started scaling in another vertical we recognized that we were both growing but we were not growing together which is why we started the podcast in the first place Mm -hmm. I, i i do believe that your friends and your partners whoever you choose in your life to be in your inner circle like i mean your inner inner circle should be a demand. And when I say demand, I don't mean they're like pounding their fist. You need to be better. I'm just saying they need to stand in a place where we're all trying to advance. Mm. 1%. All right. That's all I'm saying. Interesting. Yeah. So you, you, you still disagreeing with me? I can see your point. Oh, thanks. I just don't necessarily agree with the whole thing. Did, did it, <laughs> my question is, is like from where you first thought of it to where you're thinking about it now, was it like 1% better? Or like 10. Are you closer? I understand your point and I can agree with some of it. I think I just have a different perspective on life and how like I. And it's I hear you're doing, calling me toxic. No, well, I'm not. I just think that's like, I think that's toxic thinking. And I think part of it is honestly, like I'm still learning. I am doing yoga and part of yoga, like you talk about not being able to tr- turn your brain off. When you were um, doing that, like, oh, think of a moment of pleasure. Every morning in yoga, you have like moments of like just laying there or sitting and being intentional with your thoughts. And it's the hardest part of yoga is to not think about literally everything else and just be present into that moment and focus on your senses. It's so hard, but it really demands you to be present in that moment. And part of it is just being grateful and intentional for that just for breathing in that Mm -hmm. moment. So I think that's, I think I'm going through that and I'm in that space right now, which this is like at a conflict because. But but it's funny you say that's a conflict because you are a demand for being more in the space, being more generous, being more 
forgiving and, and like I said, that's I, a demand I, for betterment. I agree. That is, you are moving the needle forward. It might not look like your bank account. It might not look like your career, but you, you are recognizing that there's an inefficiency in your ability to be in your thoughts. And yeah, but you're that wasn't because that. you were like, you need to be better. It was like me recognizing I'm not, that I'm, I'm like, not taking credit for you, your discovery of yoga. And just to be very clear, I am so proud of you mm. for doing these things for yourself. But you could be better. For, for choosing... <laughs> You are like you spending 30 minutes to be in your own space, to take a moment for yourself, to not be with the kids, to not be with me, to not be with work, to not be with your responsibilities, to be with your thoughts, to be with your body, to feel, to go through all of those things. That is a ton of personal development. And that mm. takes a ton of courage and a ton of commitment. And I'm so proud of the fact that you're doing that. Thanks. I love that for you. Perfect. See, I'm a good partner. You're the best. Just I'm a demand my, for better. Not my soulmate. But better that's... doesn't mean that there's something wrong. And I think that's the biggest problem. Better doesn't mean that there's this morality conversation of you suck over here and you could be so much better. It's just like whatever better looks like, whatever more efficiently looks like, I think we should just be. And we are. We are a demand for each other. So get out of here, Brittany. I'm just laughing because every podcast, I swear to God, Ryan needs to get the last sentence in. It doesn't matter. Like, I'll be like, that's close up. And you'll be like, but to wrap up. And then you'll say I love you so much. I'm turning it off right now. Goodbye. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists. Owners of The Therapy Group. And hosts of The Shrink Chicks Podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how. And work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.